Hello, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Travis, and this is Christians United Ministry. Um, so we're going with, today. We're going back into Matthew thirteen. We're going starting at verse twenty four, and we're gonna work our way through the rest of the um, chapter. Now there is like you know, there's two. Wait, sorry. Excuse me. Three different parables it gives here, but they kind of all have the same meaning, and we're gonna read through it. And we're going to really dig into this. So let's get back to it. So verse 24. So again, Matthew 13, verse 24. Now another parable he put forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. When the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, that appears that appeared the tears also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy fields? From whence thou had it tears. Now tears are weeds, by the way. So it's wheat and, and weeds. And he said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? We said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tears, and we ye root up also the wheat with them, let both grow together until the harvest. In the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together the first tears, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat in my barn, to my barn. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed into his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it has the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Another parable spake unto them, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole world was leavened. All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable spake he not unto them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tears of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tears are are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tears are gathered and burned in the fire, so it shall be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out his kingdom, all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, 
There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Again, the kingdom of heaven is is like unto treasure hid in a field, that the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he had, and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of a great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So it will be the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said unto them, Have ye understood all these things? They say unto him, Yeah, Lord. They said unto them, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder which bringeth forth out his treasures, things new and old. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And he went, he, and he was in, when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished, and said, Once hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works. It is not this the carpenter's son, is not his mother called Mary, and his brother and James, Judas, and Simon and Judas, Simon and Judas, excuse me, James and Jose's, and Simon and Judas. Sorry about that. And his sisters are are they not all with us? Once had this man, once had this man all these things, and they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor. Save in his country, and in his own house, and he did not meant, and he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. This was a very good chapter. I love this chapter. It's my favorite chapter in the entire Bible. Also, my favorite book. Um, I love the whole Bible, but this is like one of my favorites. This is my favorite. Come to read over because it has really a good message on the root of what Jesus expects of us with the word, like, you know, living with the word and what happens. So I'm not sure if anybody else picked it up. If this is your first time reading it, if you've read this chapter before, I'm not sure if we all got to the same page because he tells us this. This is an illustration. This is a parable from Jesus Christ relating to revelations. This is all about the revelation, about the end of the world. And this was beautifully written. Jesus is a great author. I love this book. <laughs> but, and we, we see this, like, you know, with that seed. With, with, before we get into that parable, I kind of want to bring us a little bit down. Um, a little bit down is kind of just to show you the importance of parable. Like what, what, what Jesus is doing. Um, if we scroll down to verse 36, 
Was it 36? And yes, 36. And it says that then Jesus went, sent the multitude away, multitude being crowd, and went in, into the house. So he gave, like, we, we talked about this yesterday, but it's, it's just reinstilling that he gave the parable to the crowd, but to his disciples, he gave the meaning, the explanation. He did not, he did not give the crowd, because it's only, again, it says, it's the, when you go back up in the other chapter, when we, what we read yesterday, he saith, he saith, he said, um, let me let me find it now. He says, "You know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given." Which means they, because they followed him, they have the mysteries. They believe and they have that faith, and so the kingdom of heaven. And a lot of people don't realize the kingdom of heaven is anywhere where you worship Jesus Christ and live in a heavenly heavenly spirit. So. You know, may, you know, heaven is the afterlife. People, you know, we know that heaven is we achieve an afterlife, but the kingdom of heaven is actually still here on earth. It's still here on earth, the kingdom of heaven. So we have those true followers have the access to the kingdom of heaven, not heaven, but the kingdom of heaven. And these, those, the crowd hasn't been there yet. The crowd hasn't been accepted in yet because they're not the true worship. Only those who are Jesus knows whose heart's going to be saved and who's going to be saved, who's not going to be saved, who's not, whose heart's not going to be open for him to save. And the message is for those who can, who will. And, you know, even if it's not saved in that exact moment, but he knows. And that's important to note when he comes into this parable. And this whole parable is all about um, the the weeds and the, the tares which is weeds about he's saying that the, the good the thing is the seed was planted in the, every, all the seed was planted in the same garden you realize that all the whole seed was planted in the same garden and in that garden the devil came the evil one came and he had put in tares so while he slept, he sowed tares among the wheat. So among the good people, the holy people, among us, the devil plants sinners. And he puts us sinners and he turns people into sinners. And we, we, we grow together. Do you realize that we grow together in this garden? And Jesus says, no, don't. we're not going to. He says, no, we're not going to. Uh, uh, Get, just take out the tears. We're going to take out the weed as well. But we're going to two separate places. And the thing is, and that's marking the really the the tribulation. If anybody is familiar with any part of the revelation, is the end of the world. We're going to go through like the mark of the beast. The antichrist is going to come, and have the mark of the beast. And anybody who sees the mark of the beast will not be saved. They'll be burned. And anybody will. Anybody lasting will shine, as it says here. And what he's saying is, is the righteous, the whole true Father Jesus Christ, will be that wheat. 
and the sinners. Do you know where they're... You know, I'm sure you guys can understand where he says there'll be gnashing of teeth. What does he mean by that? Gnashing of teeth. He's talking about hell. Burning. And everybody is going. You realize how he takes up the whole garden. He says, the whole garden. We're going we're gonna to gather the tears and we're going we're gonna to gather the wheat together. While we do both of them. So no one's going to be left behind. We're all going. Another thing that is extremely important to note is we're going to go scroll down all the way down until about 54. And what he's saying is, is he won his own country and he taught them in the synagogue and they were astonished. And they're looking at this man. Isn't this the son of Joseph and Mary? Like, isn't like, you know, his brother in James... Simon, Joseph, you know, Judas. Who is this guy? This guy thinks, he, you know, what of this guy? Why does he think that he's all all big and mighty? And they were rejecting him. Again, rejecting. He's being rejected again. And he, doesn't that kind of make you a little angry? I'm like, I'm thinking that guy has like, mm, this guy's done so many things for y'all. And look how you treat him. You know, this is just, <laughs> but Jesus knows. <clears throat> That's the beautiful thing about it. Not the beautiful, but, you know, Jesus knows, like, come, come, he's going to be rejected. That's why he starts talking in parables. That's why he's talking in his encryption, because he he doesn't want just anybody to be access to free hope. Like, you know, he doesn't, he's not saying, listen, everybody's going to heaven. Everybody's getting understanding. No. Only people who get an understanding go to heaven and, and truly receive the word as the ones who choose Jesus and has that faith. That's what this is all about, is increasing our faith. You know, when we get our faith and have true faith in Jesus Christ, we get the understanding. We get to live with the Holy Spirit and we get to live with Jesus if we follow the word. That's it. If we follow the word and listen and listen to what God puts in our hearts and pray and read the Bible every day, we get that message. We get that message that Jesus doesn't want everybody having. We get that inclusive message or exclusive message. And so when you see when he's being rejected, it's like, okay, well, they were offended to him. He says, a prophet is not on our service, saving his own country and his own house. And he did not, did, he did not many, he did not many mighty works there because of their disbelief. So remember back when he did all of his miracles, he did it because people believed. Remember, according to your faith, you should be healed. You should be, you know, you should be cleansed. You should be forgiven. But only if they believed. If they didn't believe, he, it didn't work. That's why he didn't do anything here. When he went back, he said, if you don't believe, there's nothing I can do for you. There's nothing anybody can do for you. And that's why, kind of going with this, is I kind of wanted to branch off. I, uh, I, I kind of wanted to bring up a little story that happened recently and i kind of wanted to mention it kind of because it's kind of a good place to bring it on about believing and recently i has having a conversation with someone that's very close to me and he goes to church be well he used to go to church like almost every saturday or sunday and he stopped and they were doing an act which was sinful but and i went to them and i said you shouldn't be doing this. Because remember, God tells us when, when when we feel 
uh, push to do something. Like I was feeling pushed. We need to do it. That's God telling us here. I need you to go warn this person. And I did. I said, I said, listen, I said, you don't need, you shouldn't be doing this. This is not what God wants us to do. This is against what God says. And he asked me, how do I know? And I brought out the Bible and I read it to him. He understood. He read it. And his response to me was, I don't didn't believe that Jesus says Jesus said that yes but that was a long time ago that was years and years and years ago and again I was just kind of astonished I was kind of pushed back and it was like hmm I think this guy's misinformed and when you take a look when you when you have that push to really truly preach the word you got to have an understanding of why people are the way they are you don't just run to conclusions, oh, they're sinners or of the devil. No, sometimes you got to, maybe he's misinformed. I explained to him, I said, listen. And he said, it, Jesus did say it a long time ago. And he said, and he, was, he said that Jesus is gone. But Jesus isn't gone. Remember, he resurrected. And that's an important path, part to remember is he resurrected, he came back and seated to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is the Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Spirit. And just because the Bible, the word, was written a long, long time ago, doesn't make it any less true. And that's where belief comes in. Do we believe in the word or not? When you, when, when you start to see, okay, well, they're rejecting the word, you got to step back. You got to step back and let God deal with it. You got to pray because prayer is the only answer. You got to pray. And you got to hope that they change their ways and that they open their hearts to God and start reading the word. And unfortunately, that has not happened yet. But God has his plans. It not, may, not, may not be made known to me, but hopefully it will happen if he opens his heart. Now, I'm going to give you an example of where it did work. And we, I was down in Mexico a couple, year, uh, a couple of months ago. Actually, almost a year ago. And... There was another family. It was uh, fa- family friends of my wife's family down in Mexico. And they were um, doing again a sinful act. And before I went to say something to them, what I did was, was I got down and I prayed. And I just went in because God tells us to pray and pay in, and pray in private. You know, we don't want to, you know, we're not going, we don't pray to show off our conversation with God. Go. I went in private and I got on my knees and I prayed and I said, please let the word touch their hearts. Please let them open their ears. And, and I did. And, and that's what I, and that's why I did. I prayed. And, and when I got down, like, um, I went to go, I told my wife, I said, Hey, she didn't think it would work. She didn't think that they would open their ears. Not that she is unbelieving God. She just knows how they are. And that's, Okay, that there needs to be more understanding. Is what that is. You know what I'm saying? So it's not. That's not the lesson. The point of the lesson. But the point of the lesson is is not the lesson. The story is what happened was is I didn't stop them. They did their sinful act, and I was told, I was I feel like God was pushing me to wait. He said, "Listen, if you tell them now, they're not going to listen. They're going to close their ears, and they're still going to do it. So wait till they do it, and then have a conversation." Now, mind you, this family is kind of not really close-minded but they're very 
close-knit and they're very strong to their beliefs and so they did the, they did their thing and they, they were all sitting down under this one tree and i went over to them i said hey i just want to have a conversation now mind you i'm not speaking english i was google translating because i don't speak a drop of spanish <laughs> but so i was google translating and my wife is there my, my wife is shy she doesn't she's not into like you know me a confrontation or any of that stuff she likes it. she's more like say it herself so i understand so just google translating and i was telling them exactly where in the bible it says not to do this and i was explaining it to them i was answering their questions and then they did something that was, that was shocked even me is they said oh we didn't know and they'll stop they didn't want to do it anymore and that is the beauty of the power of god it is something People's heart has to be open, first of all, for anything to work. God won't, we realize that even when in the, in the parable at the end of the 13, he didn't do any in his works. He didn't try because they were unbelieving. You have to have that open heart first. And then God can do his thing. God can come in. And that's why it's important. That's why God has us deliver messages and tells us what and when to say them because he has a plan. He knows the plan. It's maybe not us up to us to know what that plan is, but he has one. And the outcome of that has nothing to do with us. It's just between God and person A. And so the whole point of like, you know, you may ask me, well, why'd you let them do it? Because again, they, if I, and, it's smart because you got to be clever. If I went up there when they sinned, yes, is there a chance they made an offense? But they would have closed off. You understand? Sometimes you got to wait for an opportunity to get them where, okay, they did the sin, have them repent for it. You know, you got to teach them, repent for it. Uh, and then let's educate them. But if I went there when they're in the middle of the act, then they're just going to be closed off to me and closed off at anything I say. And they're not going to be open to hear the word. So you got to remember that Jesus knows. Jesus knows that they're going to commit the sin. But he also knew that I was going to go and educate them. And I remember, I was pushed. I, I felt it in my heart to just wait. Don't do it yet. Just wait. Because he knew it wouldn't work. If I went before. So not everything is going to make sense to all of us. Like these parables. It will make sense when you start to truly hear. When you hear that message. When you follow God and live in God and live for God. And that's one of the crazy things. Is, and if, have you ever heard of... Um, have you ever heard of... The fact that God wants us to show him our faith. But I'm not if ever realized that God will always be there to help us when our faith is low. You understand what I'm saying? So God wants us to walk the path. But when we seek help, he will give us the help we need to walk that path. That's an extremely like merciful, loving, gracious God we have. Glory be his name. And we need to remember that everything we do must keep us on that path. Because if we fall out off that path, 
bad things can happen. We will cause ourselves to a seat that we truly want. Anyways, today has been a great Bible reading. Tomorrow, um, I'm gonna we're gonna get into a little bit of the Sermon on the Mount. What I'm tomorrow is gonna be the Beatitudes Day. Tomorrow's just gonna be strictly out of Matthew five, the Beatitudes. And then uh Friday would be the rest of chapter five of Matthew. Saturday would be Matthew six, and Sunday would be Matthew seven. Um and then I'm sure we'll finish it off with Matthew eight on Monday. Um, if anybody has any suggestions what we should do next week, and you know, you can just say, listen, I really want to go over this. And then, you know, I will be glad to that um, recommendation. And I will definitely do it. So I really do hope that you guys have great understanding of what we learned today and have a great love for Jesus Christ and true faith. And if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, Needs advice, needs to add, uh, to vent. You can always personally email me at Christians United Ministry at gmail.com. Christians with an S, United Ministry at gmail.com. That comes to my personal cell phone, that comes to my laptop, to my iPad. I will see it if you send it to me and I will respond. Anyways, my name is Travis and this is Christians United Ministry. God be with you.